There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're visiting a beetle spit village next to a chicken piddle lake on a donkey dung island. You can bet we're going to swear. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 16 of Elden Stones. So grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's get cool with Murtime. Chapter 16 opens with a civil conversation between Mertine and Evie. Say what? As they are walking, a shock comes caused by the volcano spirits. Evie does her stone thing and protects people. Rosethorn argues with Evie about riding a horse and tells her that other people need the horse more. And when Evie tries to tame another shock, Murtide keeps her from drowning. The volcano spirits cause a kerfuffle when they get close to the top and let out a lot of steam, but they don't actually explode the island. Tahar reveals that she didn't think they had any extra time to begin with, and they should be getting off this island step. Oswin suggests that Evie lead Flair and Carnelian out at an easy spot, away from everybody. After some consideration, Evie thinks that maybe the underwater vents could work, and she prepares to share her plans as Murtide and her continue to build their sudden friendship. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I just have a bunch of quotes. Page 216, Murtide says, The first thing every mage should learn is that magic makes fools of us. Now you may call yourself a mage. You have learned the most important lesson. Page 222, Murtide says, then the exercise is valuable if you have learned from it. It kind of reminded me of like the quote about being an expert. Like, you know, you're an expert when you realize you still have a lot to learn. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Triss in The Will of the Empress when she's like, I still have so much to learn about magic. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Triss being me. On page 224, Tahar says, I may only be a hedge witch, but I understand enough about the world to know that its power is greater than I am. You mages who draw on it, whose magic comes from things outside you, you think you control it. 
Maybe when it's weaving or iron making or pottery, you can. I wouldn't know. But stone or the green world or water, you no more control those things than I control where my great-grandson burps. It continues. You're shocked that the volcano won't come and go as you predict it. I'm surprised you're silly enough to think it. That goes double for you, Master Rock. Now let's move on before those spirits come to bump us all into the river. I think that we should take another moment to appreciate Tahar. She is oh. a lot of endless information. And yeah. She is. Rosethorn cupped my chin in her hand, looking me over. The gods were watching over me when you got in trouble back at Winding Circle. All the same, Evie, don't kill yourself with this. Don't try to hold back the tides. Briar will never forgive me if I let you die while he's away. I smiled at her. I'm not going to die. I bet it hurts. <laughs> I love that so much. That was one of mine. Rosethorn would know. She would. Oh, that would be like her just being like, yeah, does. <laughs> That's why she called Evie an imp, right? Is because I feel like Evie was implying, hey, you died once. <laughs> I didn't even catch that but that's such a good point I I think that that's how I read it anyway is that Evie's like yeah. oh yeah you died and Rose was like yeah shut up <laughs> I did not put two and two together but that is my new head canon <laughs> so funny on page 228, Oswin says, I was wondering about how Evie does things. Most stone mages I've encountered seem very, very settled. They only deal with their immediate circle of stones and learning. Certainly they aren't flexible. I never heard that a mage's first teachers have an effect on how their magic works, though. On page 230, Evie says, maybe our voyage would have been more fun if we had just towed Murtide behind the... <laughs> Sounds like Murtide would have enjoyed it. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and read it without just bursting out laughing. Maybe our voyage would have been more fun if we had just towed Murtide behind the ship on a rope. I feel like Murtide would have probably appreciated it more. He'd be like, yeah, I'm I'm cool with this. I just picture him like skiing or just like on an like, inner tube back there, you know, just like chilling. I kind of imagine that alternate universe Murtide who gets towed behind the ship on a rope gets to gets to Starnes and is just very chill and isn't the the like stuffy Murtide that we see yeah, who's like not- where is my carriage to take me to the to the end he's it's real just- chill because he's been hanging out in the water the whole time yeah him and his yeah, wave buddy with the hat on yeah <laughs> they've been chilling <laughs> He's like, oh, you are such lovely people. (laughs) Yes. And the other thing I wrote was the catfish, but I'll let Brittany talk about the catfish. I will in a minute when I get to it. My first one is when Ivy promises the granite boulders that they'll get to move, maybe even that day. They're like, woo. And she's like, yeah, I knew that would cheer them up. Cheering up boulders. How cute. She's so good with rocks. Right? My next like is when Evie carries a baby and the baby wets himself on her. And for good measure, also burps sour milk on her shoulder. Like, hmm. I remember those days. Fun times. Oh, yeah. So, 
so fun. <laughs> Babies are gross. Let the record show that Indy's face agrees with you. Indy got to help me a little bit with Malia when she was a baby. So I'm sure she got to enjoy that as well. Yep, I also raised my little brother. I know that <laughs> yeah. too well. Yummy. They're gross. I don't want them. My next like is when Evie comes back to her body and she discovers that she's drenched and Mertide is holding her up. I'm like, oh, finally, Mertide is making himself useful and not being a total dick, which is nice. I knew we would come around on him eventually, hopefully, but we're finally getting it. Only taking <sighs> 16 chapters, but he's finally coming around. He kind of reminds me of Crane a little bit. He can be an asshole, but you see that he can be a good person as well. I believe he is voiced by the same person as Crane. That makes sense. B is going to talk to Murtide, and Murtide says, Evie, if your face freezes like that, you will frighten small animals. <laughs> I don't know if she's like uh, smiling at him or I don't I don't know. Like your face is terrifying. Please stop. While Evie's talking to Murtide, he bends down to scratch a catfish on the chin and it's so cute. It's like oh, it's a little catfish. I've already said this but I want the catfish to wear Rose Thorn's hat because it would be very, very cute. We saw Wave wear it, so why not a catfish? I, I mentioned in previous episodes how adorable I think Murtide is when he's fussing over like little bits of water. He's like, oh, the little water. This is even cuter. Like This, this is, is like so 10 times cuter. cuter. A little catfish. Like, oh, it's, it's it's like watching like Chris like scritch Janie under the chin. Only it's a catfish instead of the cat. And this just shows how much Murtide and Evie is alike in this scene too. He gets so irritated with her about her getting all, oh my gosh, rocks! And look at he's petting a catfish in the water. <laughs> like you guys are the same. Yeah, they're not Stop so being different. such an asshole. <laughs> you guys are the same. Petting catfish. My next one is when Evie is thinking to herself why Oswin wasn't born a great mage. And then she's like, on the other hand, the idea of Oswin with the power to try some of his ideas was a little scary. <laughs> like, he is always thinking about like crazy things that he can do. And if he had the power to do it, yeah, I think that would be pretty scary. He he would get into some trouble, I feel. My next one is when Murtide is leaving the water. Evie's like, well, you can go back to the river. Your fishes missed you. And it was true because they were all swirling around in the shallowest uh, part of the water. So they could uh, get back to Murtide. It's like, Murtide, pet us some more. We love you. Like plants with, with Briar and Rose Thorne. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, pet us. We are cute. We are vines, but we are cute. <laughs> they are cute. Mm -hmm. This is what I've discovered. I think this is Tamara Pierce's actual superpower. This is her magical ability. She can make anything look cute. Right? She's like, here's a hunk of metal. I'm going to give it to Daja, and now you are going to think it's adorable. <laughs> here's a wave <laughs> at the beginning of this book. It's wearing a hat. <laughs> Thank you. My next one is when 
Murtide is like, why are you being nice to me talking to Evie? And she's like, because I found out you're not such a cross patch. It's funny the way you learn how decent people are when things get bad. At the beginning of this book, she was talking about how bad things happen and people are always just bad. And now here she's kind of contradicting herself. Bad things are happening, but you find out how good some people can be whenever bad things are happening. So I'm I'm glad that she's getting to see this side of Murtide because people aren't always bad. I feel like I need to get all of my coworkers to read this book. This book in particular. If I was going to recommend my coworkers one book in the series, it would be this one because of this whole relationship between Evie and Murtide. I do kind of feel like a lot of what Evie dishes out at Murtide comes from the way he treats her early on. Mm-hmm. She literally, she's like, oh, I realized you are an asshole. So I thought I'd be nice to you. And I think that a lot of my coworkers can't figure that out. Mm. actually if you're just nice to the kids then they're not gonna be assholes to you yeah then they won't they'll be nice to you back yeah and then my last one is when Murtide tells evie try to take care of yourself you're starting to grow on me like oh he does care it's cute it's like fungus or lichen it takes some time but it will get there uh, when Murtide comes up to evie and says hey how are you feeling? It's just, just like you do realize you're talking to me, right? <laughs> like, I, I, know. I know it's dark out, but and then he, you know, admits that yeah, you guys are kind of you and Lou are kind of our best protection right now, so we got to make sure you're uh, in tip-top shape. But it's very funny. Uh, yeah, the baby peed and then burped on Evie. Yeah, babies, <laughs> so much fun. Babies are cute. They're so cute. You know, I love holding the baby, but I love giving him back. <laughs> Not gonna lie. That's what I say about teaching. That's how I feel about dogs. Ugh, yes, dogs. It's the real uh, reason Brittany's hiding in the closet. From <laughs> all the dogs. Ugh, dogs. I kind of just creepy again. The fact that these like lava fire spirits are all like they're somewhere near they're here where are they we're gonna find them who are the ones that are gonna lead us to freedom and it's just so creepy they are creepy and like you picture them all having dark eyes rimmed in red just no 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 thank you it's a horror movie pretty much Mm -hmm. but yeah just shouting find them find them find them it's like no how about you don't find them (laughs) <laughs> Rose Sword says that the gods were watching over me when you got in trouble back in Winding Circle. All the same, Evie, don't kill yourself with this. Don't try to hold back the tides. Briar will never forgive me if I let you die while he's away. It's also vice versa. Briar would never, or Evie would think this that Briar would never forgive her if she if let Rose her, she, she let Rosethorn get her. Yeah, God. Yeah, I believe Evie says as much at a different place in the chapter. It's Oswin's like, what if you led the volcano spirits away? And Evie's like, but what if something happened to me? And her concern is not that Briar would be upset that she's dead. Her concern is that Briar would be upset that she didn't properly care for Rosethorn. Yeah. Yeah. I also liked when uh, Rosethorn immediately after that says, 
imp. Mm-hmm. Calling her an imp for being, you know, a little goober. Right. It would probably hurt to die. Like you did, Rose Thorn. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would know. <laughs> it's like calling someone old. It's like, ha, you died. <laughs> You're old. Yeah, I really like the, uh, I put this in the chat. It's going to be hard to get it across in audio, but I'm going to try. When Luvo says blasphemy while uh, Oswin is explaining how to, like, make the lava go somewhere else, and, and Luvo starts rocking from side to side, saying, blasphemy, blasphemy. It just It's it's the gif of Squidward going, future, future. Same, same vibes. <laughs> so we hit most of this but I like Myrtide's response of what? Because I spent the last day in a lake. I'm too preoccupied to understand the obvious. <laughs> Just, I love that. You're too I busy mean, with the fish, yes, but too busy petting catfish to understand what's going on. <laughs> Are you too worn out from playing with the nice volcano? I believe the fact that her first instructors were green mages influenced her power. Her magic flows more flexible channels than those of stone mages I have encountered. It's just a nice little touch for mm-hmm. why Evie is as Evie is. It's true. We've seen uh, Juba Huba is just kind of a... Yeah. 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 Surely not all stone mages are assholes. They're just stubborn. Then again... I've been thinking, you know, we just finished season two of Avatar, and Toph, I feel, fits both of those categories. I was going to so. say, she is kind of an <laughs> asshole. She is kind of an Let's asshole. Let's just be honest here. She is kind of an asshole. We love her. She's our asshole, but she's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said as much when we were watching. Yeah. And uh, shortly before we watched the episode where she's teaching Aang earthbending, like where we actually see her teaching Aang earthbending, Chris was like so, do you want to watch more of Toph the Avatar Bender? (laughs) (laughs) Flair and Cornelian didn't know I had tricked them. If they did, their anger would be enough to blow the quartz trap to pieces. They might might suspect. If I showed up before they broke out though and I set them free, I could convince them it was really just a game like that she's trying to be uh, sneaky still and the other ones were taken how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? Alternate sides. Seeing the other side of people. So like Mirtide gets to see a much kinder side of Evie. Evie gets to see a much kinder side of Mirtide. We see a side of Rosethorn. Rosethorn doesn't show to anybody else. Does Briar and Evie. Briar and Evie. She might occasionally show it to the girls. I was going to say, Lark Lark gets to see Mm. all Lark of that so Lark gets to see more rose thorn than anybody else yeah <laughs> that's right and we approve yes <laughs> we approve this message yes they gay it is great my theme is very similar to indies i wrote understanding evie is understanding her own actions like the consequences of her own actions better everyone is understanding what's going on with the volcano better and then evie is also starting to better understand the people around her particularly in this chapter Murtide and tahar mine was the same thing yeah my, mine's mine's got more to do with indies of just different sides of people the one that stuck out to me was um the description of carnelian and flair's um relationship to the other spirits how they were all like, oh, they're boring and slow. They never do anything. And we're just here bouncing around trying to figure our way out. Everyone's just kind of, no one else really wants to do anything. We're just, you know, essentially children just hanging out, trying to get out. And then once they're gone, they're, they don't really realize, but everyone misses them. They're trying to find them because they were the leaders that were going to get the rest of them out. Yeah. But like, they didn't see that. Yeah. Which was uh, kind of sad, also kind of creepy. It's kind of a classic story, though, the thing where, like, the the person is waiting for the leader and then they realize that they are the leader. Whether they wanted to be or not. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they would have minded if they had known that, but 
you don't realize it till till they're gone. It could it could also show that the other spirits didn't show their appreciation, maybe. Yeah. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Mine is from the passage. Once if a baby started to come out backwards, the choice was to see if it could be born that way alive, to bring it out that way and risk the mother's death, or to try to turn it and risk the baby's death. Then a midwife learned how to turn the baby in the womb. More babies and mothers live because nature never minds a little extra help. Just because things are a certain way doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to change things to make things better for other people later on. I want to remember that. Just because I get stuck in my ways doesn't mean that that is the best way to do something. Sometimes we need to change the way we do things to try to make things better for everybody involved instead of just ourselves. The first thing every mage should learn is that magic makes fools of us. You might know a lot. This kind of ties in with the last one. You might know a lot, but then something changes. You have to be ready to roll with it. I don't know how much you guys know about my precarious job position currently, but essentially I do security. I walk around. I make sure people are where they're supposed to be, that they're quiet. I get to bully drunks. My job is a good job. I like my job and they're changing we're not having security overnights anymore and so yeah not having security overnight at a hotel i know it's stupid isn't it anyway but the reason we're not we don't have security is because we're gonna have two night auditors i don't want to do night audit i don't do good with people i don't do good with numbers i don't like people i'm gonna piss off the wrong person it's not gonna end well but the schedule itself is also changing, which I'm more willing for that change of schedule, knowing someone else can deal with guests. I could just walk off and I will because it's much kinder than what I have to say. But I was so ready to just fucking walk out because my boss handled it so poorly. But after that conversation of, understanding everything that is going to happen my job doesn't change that much i only have to deal with people and numbers now so you know yay i was so ready to just drop it and change careers again and have wasted a year of my life in this company over i guess it's not really a misunderstanding but a miscommunication so you got to be willing to roll with shit because you find out things don't actually change. It's just a new way. So it kind of ties in with also what Brittany said is you, you got to kind of roll to like learn to roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> Being flexible is good even for a stone mage. My magic I feel is related. I'm going to quote page 224. It wasn't that mages didn't make mistakes. It was that they learned from them. Mistakes are how we learn. If we don't take the risk of possibly making a mistake then we don't learn and we stagnate i just really like that this is in this book because like murtide basically says this to her before I, I just like that this novel is expressing what makes you powerful isn't just power and it's certainly not perfection 
it's being able to grow and learn from past experience. Nothing proves that you can learn more as a human than, than learning from what you've done wrong. Yeah. Right. That's another thing I wish we emphasized better in schools. I feel like we kind of emphasize perfection over learning. It's failing at something isn't like the end all be all. Right, but we kind of treat it that way. Yeah. What's what's that uh, adventure time quote? Being really bad at something is just like the first step first to being, step being really, really good at something. Yeah. Yep. So we got to fall down to get better. And I feel like if we didn't emphasize grades the way we do, and if we didn't say like, oh, well, you did poorly, so you fail, then we would have fewer students trying to cheat. I feel that kind of actually does expand into many other fields, like artists specifically, people who draw or paint. You have a lot of people who are like, oh, I can't draw. I can't paint. I can't do this. And like somebody has to start somewhere. You're going to fuck up playing that instrument that you spent $200 on. It's okay. It happens. But then you'll figure it out and it'll be fine. I may know that from personal experience, but if you make a mistake, you have to go, ah, that doesn't work and try something else. Or you have to go, ah, that didn't work. This is how I can do that thing better. Right. I feel like that kind of encompasses a lot, but yeah, no, especially the school system, especially middle school and high school. Those kids have so much pressure on them to be the best and they don't know anything and nobody actually teaches them anything they're just expected to read a book and listen to someone lecture for 45 minutes and retain information that isn't presented in a a fun or memorable or even like interesting way i had approximately 10 hour day part of that was breakfast part of that was lunch but the rest of it and i mean pretty much like with the exception of the half hour where I filled out some paperwork the rest of it was just lecture so like I got lectured just almost 10 hours straight and it was awful I was exhausted and everyone hated it no one's really going to remember what happened despite the fact that everyone who was there hates it we just kind of accept this is like a necessary evil and don't try to improve upon it and we certainly don't try to improve upon it in our classrooms because next week, what happened to us, we're going to inflict that on our students. And then we complain that they don't want to be here and that they don't care. You didn't care at PD, so why should they? That's rough, buddy. Yes. <laughs> we all need a little bit more Zuko in our life. <laughs> we yes. do. Unfortunately, what I wrote disappeared so i'm shooting from the hip my personal magic gunfire it's from evie's quote where uh she's being nice to to Myrtide. i'm not gonna call him fusspod because he's nice uh Myrtide. it's where she says helping him put his uh, shoes back on it's she says because i found out you're not such a cross patch it's funny the way you learn how decent people are when things get bad my personal magic is that Adversity does not build character, it reveals it. That is a quote from James Lane Allen. But I find it holds really true. We see it even earlier in the chapter, or in the last chapter, 
shit's going bad. There's not a lot of security on the island, and people are essentially trying to loot at this point because all of the uh, security is gone. And in this one, we see Murtide being nice to Evie and realizing that she's kind of important to their survival. So he starts acting right. It, it is during those situations when we're under stress, when something, something bad's happening, we're dealing with, you know, our, our, our struggles. When people are under that much pressure, that is when you really see them for who they are because they will either step up and help and do the right thing or they will falter and fall. And it's it's not that the pressure is causing that, but it is that they are that way. Putting them under pressure is what reveals these faults. It sucks, but when that happens, you, you realize that there are some people that you are better off not having in your life and others that you know you need to hold on to. It's rough out there. <laughs> Chapter 17 is called Stone Clothes. Lubo is going to get some pants. Finally, God. I'm tired <laughs> of this naked bear just gallivanting around. Right? Maybe he's going to get a shirt and start going by the name of Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. No. He's getting he's pants. Generate. He needs pants. If he doesn't he have needs pants, pants, it doesn't count as clothes. He needs pants. <laughs> That's my guess, is that Lubo gets clothes. He, he gets pants. And it's going to be awesome. He's like, I know we're trying to run away from a volcano right now, but look at these really cool pants I made for myself. Aren't they cool? And everyone's going to be like, bro, those are some sick pants. Yo, Lubo's <laughs> got drip. <laughs> I think Evie is going to wear a suit of rock like Toph does in, in, in Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. The rock suit. Yeah. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 17 of Melting Stones. I'm in a hurry, Luvo. I'll make it up to her later, if we have a later. From one of my packs, I took out my Jan Zhao jacket. It was the only clothing I kept from home, but not because I missed Yanjing fashions. The plain black jacket had eight pockets in it. There were four outside, two over my chest, two over my hips, and two inside. I wore it when I needed to keep stones close to my body. It was time to put my mage kit to use. I opened it up and considered my choices. I had to squint as I removed the stones. The magical glare from the spells on them always half blinded me. First, I showed Luvo the onyx globe. This doesn't just hold power. The spells on it will ground me and help keep me in myself. They'll also deflect anything bad Flair or Carnelian or their friends might throw at me. I hope they will anyway. Luvo didn't seem impressed volcano spirits will annihilate your globe. What else have you? Rutilated quartz to increase my effectiveness, I explained. Luvo clicked at me. It was not a sound of approval. I put the crystal in a pocket anyway and went on. Jade for wisdom and protection, sardonics for courage. I doubt yours would ever fail, but that at least may accomplish what you wish for it. Rock water for strength and perseverance as if you ever required either of these things, Evumeme. Malachite for protection from peril. I was getting cross. A moon cut from it would not be enough to guard you from carnelian and flare. You are not helping, I told him. No. Guard it for strength and vigor. Piffle. All of it. You learned that word from Rosethorn. These stones are useless, Luvo argued. 
worse than useless if you rely on such toys instead of your own power. I glared at him. I am relying on my own power. It's the power of the spells I made and stored in these toys, you stubborn chunk of rock. <laughs> <laughs> this is folly of Umeme. Let these meat people flee this island. Let us make our escape with them. Oswin does not understand the immensity of power held by just one of these spirits. Beings like Flair and Carnelian and their kindred are the agents that make and unmake the surface of the entire Earth. You worry so because you can't imagine tricking the forces that gave birth to you. I understand, but look here. The force that made me sold me for a handful of coppers. I'm not as odd. If I get in over my head, I'll just run away. He doesn't understand, I thought. I put Carnelian and Flair in a trap that ended up making them stronger. I have to limit the damage I did. I don't want to be one of Rosethorn's destroyers, even by accident. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I was trying to fix my hookah. It was real bad. It was real bad. All that jazz lettuce is affecting your brain. I know. It is, isn't it? Um, jazz cabbage. Jazz cabbage. <laughs> um, we have, like, like I feel like we need to be keeping a drug tally. Yeah. <laughs> we had meth milk and mushroom tea and dragon salt, and now jazz cabbage. <laughs> it's definitely my favorite. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities 
abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.